everyone. This is Prashanda, the Dietitian Against Diets. You are in for a treat. I have with me Khalil Collier, which is the owner of the St. Louis Surge Women's Professional Basketball Team. You will be delighted to hear her story and what she has done for the city and what are her plans moving forward. So as we roll into that conversation, I want you guys to have your ears open, be ready to hear what she has to say. And before we get to that conversation, I want to know if you guys have heard of uh, some of the local companies here in St. Louis. There are a lot of things happening here in St. Louis, and I think a lot of people are unaware of. So I want to kind of highlight some of these companies because they also have recognized what the Dietitian Against Diets podcast is about, and they're fully supporting it. One company in particular is called Custom Foodscaping. And I like saying it's Custom Foodscaping because the word foodscaping is a unique piece of it. So essentially, we're changing not just the language, but we're changing the layout of how we utilize our, our land. So whether you're a university, whether you're a restaurant, or whether you're, whether you're a residential area or community center, we all know that we like to put our flowers um, out, create the aesthetics, and have um, a good, nice view of, of, of gardens. Well, custom foodscaping, actually, they, they checking things up. They believe in utilizing your space for food. So instead of landscaping, we're going to do foodscaping. So you're going to learn how to change that garden to where it can still be aesthetically appeasing, but you also can eat out of it. So it's essentially connecting you to your land and finding more efficient, sustainable ways so we can pay it for with, our, um, with growing our own foods. Go to the website and you kind of will see their store and their mission. Go to uh, www.com, Custom Foodscaping, and you will be able to kind of see what they're all about as well as the projects that they have coming up. And they also do workshops. Follow them on Instagram at Custom Foodscaping and you can see their products. And again, get an idea of what, what, their, what, their, what their energy is about and what's their mission behind what they do. Custom Foodscaping. Midwest Dairy. Midwest Dairy um, is an organization here in the, in a, in the region of um, not only St. Louis, but in, I'm sorry, Missouri, but other Midwest regions. And they are a collection um, of dairy farmers and a coalition that wants to help connect the consumers to what they're eating and why they're eating. So when it comes to our dairy goods, we know that we can get anything we need out of a grocery store. But do we really know all the work and time that has been put behind it, the care for the cows, the sustainability practices, the regulation that checks to make sure that nothing comes out of those dairy farms untainted? Like that's what Midwest Dairy Council is about. So their, um, their whole push is called Undeniably Dairy, where you can understand how delicious your dairy can be, but also all the practices that have been put place behind it to make sure that everything is healthy and that you are getting everything you need as far as your nutrition. Go to dairygood.com and you get more information and you will be able to more so understand what farming is and all the practices that they have done and the changes they have made moving forward to make sure that our land and our cows and our products are superb. Find them also on Midwest Dairy on Instagram and you'll see some recipes. So I think it's a, it's a two-in-one in that one. Also, um, another company here in St. Louis, well, actually, this is a St. Louis company, um, more so in the area, is called Sarah Food. So Sarah Food is, a con is, connect is connecting you to local chefs here, and it's connecting you to finding certain foods 
that you may only have certain options of eating. So for example, if you're a vegetarian, if you're vegan, or if you have a gluten intolerance, this is the place you want to go because they make meals that are specific to your needs. And also you get to know the chef who's making it. So knowing the person behind the scenes, I think that creates value because it gives you a more appreciation of the way that your food is made. Um, and also help you to know that there are real people behind the scenes that's creating this meal for you. If you want to check them out and try out their food, so you know someone that will probably need some a service like this, also tell them to utilize, take advantage of the promotion code of LOVE, capital L, capital O, capital V, capital E, and they will get 20% off their um, their services. Also find them on Instagram at Sarah underscore food, and you will see more of what's going on behind the scenes with that company, Sarah Foods. Last but not least, one of my favorites is Banner Rose. So Banner Rose is a granola company, uh, and it's another, it's a local St. Louis company. Uh, but what's unique about their company is that their chef, she is very passionate um, about her products, and she has found a unique way to enjoy granola. So when I say unique, I say it for a reason because it's not the traditional cinnamon and chocolate and apple flavors. She's coming with flavors like blueberry, uh, adding peanut butter to it. Well, peanut butter with a twist of banana. Let me let me let me clarify that. She has put she has certain ones as sweet potatoes that has turmeric in it, something like ginger and molasses. I mean, it's some crazy combinations she has come coming. She's bringing to the table, but I guarantee you that you will enjoy it. So. Take a step out there, try something different, and be comfortable knowing that it's still healthy and it's all natural, pure, pure ingredients. Go to bannerrose.com and you will see exactly what I mean with some of these flavors. And also follow them on Instagram at bannerrose. Rashonda Thornton, Dietitian Against Diets, back again with my podcast. Um, I've never really talked about some of the things I've done in my prior youth, but I played a lot of sports. I was an athlete. I played basketball particularly. And one thing I learned as a basketball player, or when I look back in retrospect, we had no idea what we were doing when it came to like how we fueled our body and our nutrition, and we just winged it. And I felt like as um, having that experience and then going into my professional career, one of the areas of nutrition is that I work with is sports. So I'm also a sports dietitian because I know as a, as a, as a, athlete myself, if I would have known what to, how to feel my body, I would have done, I could I felt like I could, maybe could have got to the WNBA or something. I don't know. <laughs> that may be a wild, wild dream, but I felt I could have went further in my um, basketball career yeah. and could have prevented me from a lot of injuries. So I'm saying that to say because I uh, had met this um, young lady, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago, like in passing just randomly, you know, but we've always kind of like gravitated towards each other. And one one day out of one day led to another. We eventually just kind of create more of a connection because I respect what she does, and um, I do a lot of things in line with what um, she does as an as a in, within her profession. So um, I wanted to bring her on today. Her name is Kalia Collier. She is the owner and general manager of St. Louis Surge Women's Professional Basketball Team. Um, one thing about I can say about her is that she grew up in St. Louis, went to high school in St. Louis. Then you go out. Went to college in St. Louis. Went to co college in St. Louis <laughs> and just decided she's going to continue to not just root herself in St. Louis, but build something bigger. So in 2011, yep, she purchased um, the Women's St. Louis Surge. And I, I haven't, um, don't have all the statistics, but I know over the past, um, since 2011, she, they have won over, they have won two 
championships. And um, things have just kind of snowballed. Um, the, the, from what I know, the organization is getting bigger. It's catching a lot of more fire. And uh, Khalil is actually continuing to excel in her what she's doing for not only uh, St. Louis Surge, but also for women's professional basketball. So right now, she serves the GWBA yep. um, League's commissioner. So what is the GWBA? The Global Women's Basketball Association. Okay. Got it, got it. So I want to introduce her. I'm glad she's on today. But I definitely want to give her the microphone a little bit and get, let, let you know more about who she is because I just kind of gave an overall, but I know so many of the layers underneath that. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having <laughs> me. And I, is it fair to go ahead and make our announcement now or should we wait and, oh, and keep them guessing? You know what? Let's just, let's, let's wait towards the very end. We okay, won't forget. Right. We won't forget. Yeah. It's, so you definitely <laughs> want to listen through to hear, hear the big announcement. Uh, this is, is super exciting to uh, be sitting with you today because we do. We cross paths a lot. We have natural synergy, and we talk about entertainment value, but professional athletes, mm -hmm. uh, your health is key. Wellness, ex just being active, and to see what our players incorporate in their daily routines, uh, and also what we're building in the community, uh, I think just shares natural alignment. Yes, I agree with that. Um, and one of the things I wanted to really – to create a connection because a lot of times people feel if you're okay, you're a professional player in whatever sport, yeah. you look at that person as someone that you can't relate to and you see them at their most elitist, highest level. Um, and But I know, you know, we're all people, you know, and the women that you bring on to your um, basketball team, they're more than just a basketball player. <laughs> they have a life and they have a very successful life and what very well educated. So, you know, I feel like there's a parallel between wellness when it comes to, yes, women's professional basketball players, but what about just connecting them to a regular person? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a, it's a common theme that we really saw that you're more than an athlete. Um, and that applies to every person uh, within True. our community as well, you're more than your career. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a, a combination of you having to stay active, having to stay fit, wanting to put the best things in your body. And that's something that we've now set as an expectation for our players that they've already incorporated a part of their daily lives too. Uh, and I think the biggest thing that I, I would hear all the time is I'm not a professional athlete. I didn't play yeah. collegiate sports. You know, I haven't played at that elite level. It doesn't change. And one, the transition out of collegiate athletics uh, is a, a hard one because no one's telling you when to work out, what to mm -hmm. eat, how many times to work out. So I've had to make that transition personally, okay. being like, this is, this is what I want for my own life. Uh, now, how do I continue to spread that message with other women uh, to make sure that it's not about being a professional athlete, it's about being fit, being healthy, being active. And so how does the surge also make sure we're doing our part in the community as well? Yep, and I think that's so important because you don't think past, you know, you have your, you know, you graduated, you, you get your, you know, you have your games and you have your season, but you don't think about, I mean, we no, don't. just think you about don't. like no one thinks about the next day. Right. You know, and I think, you know, when it comes to just everyday people, like we have our goals that we reach, whether it's a job promotion or we have our family, like we have all these things that we should all endeavor to, you know, strive for. But we don't really, when it comes to like as our bodies changing and as our, our health, we don't look at the next day. And right. I think that's something that um, is just just now there is a veil is starting to be revealed to where people are starting to look ahead. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing that when you and I um, had more conversation, you were really talking to me about, you know, what all you encapsulated your, your players with. You know, they're just not here with you for the season to just play a couple of games. You're, you're finding ways to invest into them. 
on and off the course. So can you speak a little bit upon that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the part when people hear St. Louis Surge first that we have a professional basketball team in our city, yes. that we've won two national championships, we're five-time regional champs, and out of eight seasons, we've competed in six national championships. So we have four runner-ups okay. under our belt as well. So the talent that you see a part of our roster with all of our players, uh, we have an average of seven to eight All-Americans on our roster. All of our players are post-graduates, uh, over half of which with advanced degrees. Uh, the talent that we see firsthand, but that's almost the easy part for us. Um, when we say we recruit character first without sacrificing talent, what we incorporate off the court is just as impactful as what you see on the court. Uh, and the off the court process is actually what I have the most fun with. Like yeah. winning the national championship is the cherry on top. I always definitely want to add some more hardware uh, to us. And yes, I'm looking forward to hopefully customizing another championship ring this year. Of course. But it's the flip side of what we're doing with our players. Yeah. Uh, we have a very extensive interview process. Every player goes through uh, at least six interviews. Every player goes to a full personality and a professional assessment. We pair that data within our corporate network to actually find them careers uh, and focusing on their strengths. We run them through a very robust program in terms of financial management, every player building to a 720 credit score, every player understanding what home ownership looks like, every player understanding the dynamics of why it's so valuable for them to be engaged in the community and build a network because those are the relationships that you're going to build that's going to be beneficial to your career and the, the longevity of mm -hmm. how successful you are. And so it's kind of turned into like this boot camp because we blitz the summer. We're May through August. I'm recruiting players all across the country, and we're attracting them to St. Louis and retaining them in St. Louis. I think that's what's actually been most impressive to see how many players we have out of state that decide to make St. Louis their home. Okay. Uh, because they've been surrounded with an umbrella of resources. We have one of the best accountants, um, positional staffs, attorneys, all of these things. Now uh, adding the health component uh, to something that's been really key, a part of the long-term success of not just an athlete, but what you do post-career. And I think far too often, too many players and athletes don't look at how you can be planning for what's next. They always wait until their career's over. Mm -hmm. And they're yeah, like, oh no, like, about it. Yeah. this is over, what do I do? Versus we put a huge emphasis in actually planning and preparing simultaneously. We want you to continue your career as a professional athlete as long as you want to. But making sure that you know when that transition's ready, you're not gonna be shell-shocked when it happened. You're already in line with the path to be able to transition into what's next. Now, have you seen this model before or is this something that you and your team have just kind of developed? Uh, we've created a blueprint. Uh, that's something I've been very focused on with Surge. When we talked about scalability, there's not another team structured uh, with the Surge model across the country. And so that's something that I really wanted to incorporate from a national uh, global standpoint with the GWBA is really being able to not make Surge on an island. You know, we have been on an island for quite some time. Uh, as we're headed into our ninth season, uh, there's 12 WNBA teams, and then there's the surge. We've operated in this very interesting gray space. So mm -hmm. to see where we are in terms of a foundational standpoint mm -hmm. uh, really gives us a huge upside uh, in 2020 to be able to not only increase our market awareness here in St. Louis, but regionally and nationally. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, you know, because you have done a lot to give to the city, do you feel like there is reciprocation? Uh, absolutely. The amount of support and... Yeah, uh, every fan that we have, we've earned. And I think that's what's really cool. Go ahead, say that again a little uh, bit slower because that's a big deal. Every fan that we have, we have genuinely earned by mm -hmm. being entrenched in a community. Um, 
And I think what is cool is those who experience the Surge game and have, uh, you remember it because it, it's such an experience. The atmosphere that we created is positive energy. It's reflective of what the community, it becomes your norm. Uh, we draw town and country in St. Louis mm -hmm. City in one spot. The, the demographics that we have as a part of our fan base, we have such a loyal following. And when people hear that we're now grown past 3,000 fans, that we're averaging two to 3,000 fans, and it's been organic. Uh, that's been grassroots efforts. So it really yes. gives us a true foundation as we continue to grow um, and create that market awareness for more people to be able to experience women's professional basketball. And I think that is so important because when you think of any professional athlete, you think untouchable or you think yeah. you don't have enough time or, you know, you have to jump through hoops just to get some technology. Yep. And um, I've been to a game and I was one of the things that, I, that stood out to me after the game was that the players, they wasn't communicating with the news. They wasn't communicating with like some of like their, their relatives are coming around. They went directly and would just start interacting with the kids. And, y and you yeah. particularly, when during the game, I'm seeing you throughout the whole game <laughs> in your heels, walking around, <laughs> squatting down with the girls and the boys, shooting, signing, signing the balls, interact, engaging conversation, not just waiting for them to come to you. Yeah. And when I saw that, that's just only a piece of it. But it just helped me to see, like, I, when I think of professional sports, I don't think of them being so focused on, you know, making sure everyone feels inclusive and, and making your fans feel like they can actually touch them. I mean, it means a lot. Just think about if we were like little girls. It's so and impressionable. Then we something it's like so this, impressionable. You know? Yeah. And I think even as an adult, you remember the first time you met a celebrity. You mm -hmm. remember the first game you ever attended. And we get to be that first experience for so many people. And as adults, for the first time that they're experiencing women professional sports. True. And so what I love is that we're you actually redefining yep. winning. We're not redefining winning just by wins and losses, but by being engaged in the community, by really having an emphasis on what that next generation sees. And that's, Surge is my Disney world. Uh, and for players, mm -hmm. if you don't naturally like kids, if you don't naturally like to volunteer, the Surge simply is not, not for you. And so since that's a part of our recruiting process, uh, it's not that like they share that, they wanna be a part of that experience. And for players, especially women's athletics, uh, women's professional sports, you are internally grateful because your fans are your customers. Um, and that's something that we make very clear a part of the Surge uh, organization is that this is, this is a huge deal for us. These people could be anywhere else on here. a Saturday night uh, at 6, 7 o'clock with us at WashU, but they're here with the Surge. And yeah. so we want to give them the best experience. So if they walk away, guess what they do? They tell their neighbors, their friends, their family. And that's how it grows. Uh, and that's how it continues to build. Yeah. So, I mean, did you just wake up? one night and say this is what I'm going to do it, it's, you know you, you know like when you if you can fast for your life fast forward your life and you have hmm. you're in these these successes right these things just open doors just have just opened up but there's always a pathway that leads to those doors you know so for you to get into this position where you said I'm going to buy a basketball team like I don't think you just buy a basketball team because St. Louis seems like it'd be a cool idea you know what can you kind of talk about your path as to you know coming out of school and you know, getting into the space where you're th having these thoughts and then putting the pieces together to make it happen. Yeah, I think entrepreneurship has always been in my blood. Uh, both of my parents are entrepreneurs, uh, something I've always seen at a young age. I worked firsthand with my mother's business uh, since I can even think when I first started talking. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed with this gift of gab, so going into sales um, was kind of natural for me. Yeah. 
Um, but fast forward out of college, I played basketball and golf in college. Not many people know I played golf. golf okay. I'm a better golfer than I am basketball <laughs> player. Uh, but I transitioned right into corporate. Uh, and the plan okay. for me was to go to law school. And then we have all these paths that we think we're going to take. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's really having a plan B, C, D, and really being able to pivot when needed. And I think the surge presented an opportunity for me uh, since they were already here. Uh, it was a, a small semi-pro team okay. playing at a local yeah, high school. Didn't know that. Uh, 50 to 60 fans. And really? uh, how I actually found out about the surge was one of my best friends uh, was trying out for the team. And I was like, yeah, I'll go as a supportive friend. I had already transitioned into corporate. I was working a legit 60, 65 hours a week. But I wow. missed being around sports. I okay. missed uh, the love of the game and the camaraderie. And so when I saw Surge, it was like a light bulb went off for me. That this was a golden opportunity to create something unique uh, that I know I never had the experience or the chance to experience as a kid here in St. Louis. We're the first women's pro team to make a consistent impact in the city in over 30 years. Wow. Um, and it's been an untapped market. And so in May of 2011, at 23, I took this crazy leap of faith to buy a basketball team. But I felt like the writing was kind of already on the wall for me. Mm -hmm. I'd been in sales. I'd been in finance. I was working with a, a Fortune 500 company. I got to see big budgets. I got to make hiring decisions. It really kind of lay the groundwork mm -hmm. for what it would be to, to run a team. Yeah. And so that, that was the start. Um, yeah. And then researching everything I could about the business of sports. Um, all of my best friends, we all played different sports in college, from volleyball to tennis to track. Uh, so to see that, you know, it wasn't just about the game of basketball, that just happened to be the entertainment value we were going to provide in the city, but it was really standing true to our mission, our vision, our values of what we could create in St. Louis. That's what I'm excited okay. about. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when people come okay. to a surge game. Basketball is a given. But it's all the other elements that, that you get around. to experience. Uh, and that's what people, that's where people see long-term value. Um, they want to know that when people are taking their kids to games, when they're just coming to games, they're seeing women who have incredible careers that are super talented, but they're really smart. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. Like, I, when I first heard about the surge, I understood, that's the first thing I understood, that all these women, they play, but they also have master degrees, yeah. they have full, they're accountants, they're, they're, they have professional careers. And I think, you know, for any, you know, especially females, like you have more than one hat, you have more than one talent. Yep. You, you can do things, you can follow your goals and your dreams simultaneously, yep. you know? Uh, and that really like, that's a role model. Uh, when you when you want a role model of someone where you want your kids looking up to or just mutual shared respect when you see another powerhouse you just respect it you respect the grind you you respect their tenacity and their will to be successful uh, and to live their dreams and I think that's something that just is naturally motivating and inspiring within itself of like you see me and you see Serge but you see everybody else that's a part of our team to make this happen and I think that's what really inspires people that they leave with a completely different takeaway outside of just the two hours they were with us. And you know what? And just to just to be very, if you could be as unbiased as as, as you can, when you go to, when your team travels to other teams and play in their in their arena in their gym, do you see like that difference in just the way they engage with their crowds or, or like how how they? I do. You know, uh, and we have a lot of teams, uh, and not just within our league. Uh, but in general, we, you know, I, I work across uh, several different leagues that really want to capture the experience that we're able to offer. And a part of that is that authenticness that you can't just sell and package, right? Mm -hmm. um, that has to come from you. Like someone can give you the, the playbook, but you got to run it. 
And that's the, the genuineness that I think of just engaging with people. Um, not just signing an autograph because, you know, you don't even make eye contact with the kid that walks up to you. But actually being like, hey, what's your name? How do you mm -hmm. give that invitation for someone to be like, wow, they really cared about me? That's from the heart. You can't fake that. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's been really good to just be able to share that with other teams for them to see the value yeah. and why just being personable goes a long way. It's customer service 101. Yeah. You, know, well, you go to a restaurant anywhere, you you remember the person that actually cared. Or you do. if you go back and they remembered what you ordered, you're like blown away. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a lot of companies that are modeling that. I mean, because it's people are just not a number. They are human. And, right. and you, it's not about even doing it so they can keep coming back. It's yep. to want them to have this experience. And yep. if you have to set the, be the trailblazer for it, then... I would rather be the trailblazer, to be honest with you, you know. Now, I know um, some of the things we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were really wanting to, because, of course, we got to talk a little bit about the wellness component of yes. it. Yes. And it, se it seemed like you were, you were, you were wanting to build messaging, messaging out, because you're talking about being engaged with the community and making them a part of this. Um, but you were also wanting to find ways to use your team as a platform to create other like positive influences yeah. on the community um and i know like over this season you you know you have what are your what are some of your plans for, for what are people to expect what they're going to expect from the search for this upcoming season yeah. so every home game for us is a theme uh it's a theme that we're able to introduce new things in the community we're at we're able to add educational value where you wouldn't typically see uh, and I started kind of toying around with that the past couple of seasons of incorporating voter registration, incorporating these healthy habits and all into our programs and our, our vendors and our sponsors that are on site that's being able to give you new information that's not like forcing it down your throat. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we see education and we're like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. But when it's tied into something that's fun, you perceive it differently. And so I wanted to kind of start shifting. How do we introduce that to our fan base and make it this holistic experience? Uh, and that's something I think I'm really pumped about this year is being able to introduce um, new topics, new education around here are great ways for you to stay healthy. Here are great things that you can eat, you know, after the game. What's going to be your next day, you know, afternoon meal that, you know, the easy recipe that we have because one of our players has been trying it out. We get to mm -hmm. do so many different things outside of the box. And I think that's what is so much fun because we have a blank canvas uh, and we get to introduce things to within our community and to our fan base that maybe they wouldn't typically be exposed to. And I think because you're so much, so involved in a community, you see where the need is. Yeah. You know, as how these things are coming up, you're recognizing, okay, people are, may not understand the process of voter registration. They may not feel that it's important. So how can you create an influence where you get them at least thinking about it, you know? Or thinking you have to make all this money to eat healthy. Uh, not yeah. everybody can afford to shop at Whole Foods. Not everybody can afford to be at Trader Joe's every week. that's a big thing, too. Uh, but you can be selective and intentional with what you're putting in your body that's not breaking your pockets either. Yeah. And I think that, especially as being a young professional and then realizing, like, how much our bodies change as we get older. Like, mm -hmm. turning 30 for me was a game changer. Hmm. I was like, huh, interesting. I can no longer eat like this and look like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have to make some adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that goes for the everyday person, whether you're a professional athlete or not. We've seen a ton of athletes that they stop playing and then all of a sudden it's like, who are they? Yeah. Um, and so there's a certain look of vanity that I think comes with health too. That's okay to talk about. Um, but 
also just being conscious of sharing those things to where you don't have to wait to be shell-shocked to be able to make that transition in your life. Uh, and what better to do it in 2020, right? To yep. where you have this whole new decade to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's very important. Um, with you, you know, you're always moving left and right, front and back. You have a pretty busy schedule. So do you find it, like, where, where do you find it personally, like, difficult to, you know, even just not make healthy choice, but just be aware, be conscious of it with having a busy schedule? It is. It's, it's being intentional. Um, I've, I've gotten really a lot better, let me say, at scheduling the things that I know I need to incorporate into my daily life. Uh, part of that is self-care. And I go, 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 go. And I'm like, man, you know, my body's killing me. I need to go to the chiropractor. Let me actually incorporate stretching. I need to do yoga. Oh, and by the way, don't eat this burger. Try the salad or get a burger without a bun. Those are yep. things um, that, out your that, that way. they require conscious effort. Um, and that's something that I'm looking forward to incorporating in my own lifestyle because I'm real quick to hit a diet. You know, like 30 days, about to go on this cleanse, one week Cuba cheese, Cuba cheese diet. Uh, right. They are not long term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are for my, my Sex in the City fans who would know the Cuba cheese diet. Like, I don't know. Uh, that is just before you're about to pass out, you eat a Cuba cheese. It's a terrible oh, plan. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I get it now. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, but understanding that, you know, those, those aren't sustainable. And you can't live like that. And so that's something that I'm looking forward to incorporating uh, and not saying that I'm going to start it on Monday or we'll wait to February 1 or, oh, I don't know, I missed this quarter. We'll start in the summertime because that's when I want that body. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. It's really making it a part of your daily routine. And, you know, with society, we're so, um, I want to I say brainwashed, we're so conditioned to, to look at, we don't ever, you know, because as a reason why I was asking you is because people every day have busy lives. Yes. And it's never going to slow down. If anything, it's going to get busier. Yep. You know, and so a lot of times when we get, have busy schedules, we do get distracted because we get caught into our routine or something happens unexpectedly and in our mind, everything shifts to that. It's a crisis, right? Yep. But a lot, but because of that, we, when it comes to like the healthy part or just self, I believe it's self-care because self-care represents everything. You know, the body, you know, of course, nutrition, but just how are you taking care of, your, of yourself? And we just push it to the side because we feel like we don't have time. And it's, you're never going to have time. So it's about, like I say, being We make time. And uh, that will never go away. When yeah. people talk about, I don't have time. And we always make time for the things that we want to do. Oh, yeah. It will never, ever fail. Uh, if you want to be here, guess what? You make time. If you want to do this, guess what? You make time. And it's the same thing with what you put in your body. Mm -hmm. um, and I love, it was actually a part of our conversation. We were talking about you just, you no longer want to put those things in your body because you know it's not giving you the fuel that you need. And so I heard that and I was like, cool, Clea, stop eating hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> like, make better decisions. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, the cool part is when you get to make that decision. And it's not that you're punishing yourself by not eating all these things. You're just repositioning what's really good for your body. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to, you know, separating, you know, there's an incentive, you know, when it comes to the fueling piece. Like, you want to fuel for your activity, yep. fuel for your sport. And sometimes that's our incentive to you know, put things together, but you also got to consider fueling it, just giving your body just everyday daily nutrients. It's not necessarily focused on energy. Um, and a lot of times we, that those, we don't take the time to recognize, you know, what 
what we're putting in our bodies doing to us and for us until it's too late or until we've, you know, got to where we have some sort of health condition or, you know, we just feel so out of control, you know. Yeah. But as I was saying earlier, you know, with having a, a, a busy schedule, like finding a making carving out time to go to the store, carving out time to get your food together. If you run out of the house, you need to have snacks ready to just pick up and grab because it's going to happen, you yep. know. But with, but with you, like, you have to be on top of your game, you know. You you grew this team from 50 to 60 people. To 3,000 plus now. That's uh, and a lot and of incorporating work. us having a, a heck of a lot more growth this year. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, and this is still only the cusp of it. So right now it's, you know, like you say, you have already made plans to implement these, these practices that's going to be able to be all about you. Self-care and self-love so you can be able to um, do even more. And it, I, I'll be honest, I, I had such, I really enjoyed our conversation because you talked about meal prepping and I've always considered meal prepping to be so tedious. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this mm -hmm. versus meal prepping and being like, because when I eat these things, I'm going to have more energy within my day. I'm not going to be exhausted. I'm not going to hit this crash. I'm not going to hit this wall yeah. because I didn't eat today <laughs> at six o'clock and now I'm eating a terrible meal, you know, for my dinner at seven, eight o'clock. Um, and that's something that I, it's like almost, uh, I call it like repositioning your mind mm -hmm. because you're convincing yourself to maneuver differently than you typically have. Um, but almost psyching yourself up of knowing like, this is why I'm doing this. And then here's my long-term benefit. Uh, and the truth is when you eat better, you look better. Uh, you're yeah. healthier. You have more energy. You just have this glow and jam. And I don't want to lose that. Uh, my days are really busy. You know, I, I'm used to working these double digit days. Um, and I, I want to be able to sustain at that pace. But I feel like that's interval training to me to where I go really, really, really hard. And then, you know, I coast a little bit and I ramp up. Um, and we all kind of do that over the holidays because yeah. you, you kind of chillax a little bit mm -hmm. and then you ramp up going into the new year. Yeah. And, you know, we looking at like when, when we're eating and our food and our fueling you say like it's yeah it's, you say <laughs> she grabbed the water if you, for all those on audio um when you're looking at fueling and we're looking at long term and you know yes you're going to go through ebbs and flows um but like you said like when when you are getting your food cutting your food preparing a meal prep it's just really not a task that you have to do in order to be healthy it's a opportunity where you are preparing what your body needs so that you can fuel yourself so you can feel better and be healthy. And just that, just that switch of your why reason can, can completely change like you looking at it as not a task, but as an opportunity. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's, it's really an opportunity. And we, we, get, we short change it so much because we can push a couple buttons on our phone and get someone to be not someone's knocking on our door with food yep. or we can go to the drive-thru within three minutes you have something in a bag so a, a, um, a business owner of mine a business owner that i met he owns a restaurant here in st louis and he said something that stood out to me and i never i've never said it that way nor have i looked at it but he says people devalue food you know they devalue you know you know think about a chef perspective they devalue the work that's put behind it and the time and the preparation and the education, and they just put it in their mouth. Yeah. And a lot of times, because life is so busy, we just put something in our mouth. Unless you're a foodie, and I'm kind of a foodie, 
But I can't tell you that now having a couple friends that are chefs and seeing how intentional they are and the flavor and the seasoning and all the things that they do behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's with like every business, right? Like when people come to a game, they have no idea the behind the scenes of like the operations that took us to get here to this moment yeah. to tip off. And I think once you have that perspective of seeing the behind the scenes to what's going in, you know, your your food, how your clothes have been made. And we can apply that to so many things. True, very true. It heightens your appreciation. Um, and I think if we continue to do that with food, we're going to see this next generation. Uh, and then just us ourselves just be more conscious of, man, uh, it was crazy to me. Half of our team uh, a couple of seasons ago, and they kept this moving forth, all became vegetarians and vegans after what the health, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, like this is what I'm eating. And just that level of being conscious of what's going in your body completely shifted your mindset. Um, and I'm, I'm very curious to see just how this this next wave of we know what we're eating now. Now you can't yep. go to a restaurant without seeing the calories. You're seeing ingredients. Mm -hmm. You're mindful of these things. Well, and we weren't that mindful 10 years ago. Very true. And I was going to ask you about as far as your gener the generations, like, because as you get new players, these are younger players. Yes. So I'm sure you're seeing a, a shift in like their choices or like how, you know, what they're doing, because now they're, they're coming with more education. There's enough research and science that have proven the negative health effects of certain foods and yep. products where they're made to where we're the, unfortunately can be the guinea pigs or our generation right in front of us. But now as you're moving forward, you, there is a shift. There is a shift. And I think that's a positive thing. Um, and I think when it comes to, you know, how, how are you like, you know, with your players, you know, as far as how you have to start to implement this into your life, you know, creating a, a environment to where, they can have that same influence. Yes. And I was careful not to say, show them how they should do it because you can never make someone. It can be, it's your influence. It's your, you know, how are you um, surrounding them to where they are exposed to where they do have the opportunity if they choose and they have the ability to be educated more so they can have a deeper reason as to why. And I feel like that's my role as owner and general manager, as a leader within our organization to be able to provide these resources under our umbrella of, you know what, we're building a healthy environment. You know, your mental fitness is just as key. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing, you know, therapists and psychologists be a huge part of the the sports community in professional sports. You know, we're seeing sports nutritionists now being um, really focused in saying this is what you have to put in your body. That's my responsibility as an owner to make sure that my players are as healthy as possible and competing at their best level. So why wouldn't I invest in them not only on the court, but off the court? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's a new thing yeah and I, but i think that unfortunately i'm i'm happy to hear it because as i told you not just from opportunity for me and my profession but i saw what it looked like i mean we you would go to practice and what would you eat before practice first of all if it's at the school or if you're in college in between classes yeah what the heck are we putting in our in i our remember mouth? after every college game we got uh we got pizza and uh, if I p fed my players pizza after a game, they would look at me so sideways. Uh, that is not what they are. That's not what, what, they what they're used to putting in their bodies. And that's not how I'm about to refuel yeah. after a game with some, some greasy pizza. Um, and so it changes the game. It, does. Uh, it, it really does. But I think the long-term effect of that is invaluable. Yeah. And I think, like I said, because it's, times are changing in other the relevancy of sports nutrition is becoming more apparent 
there is a bigger buy-in. But even as someone in my profession, yes, how can I help you to be the best on the on the field, on the court, in the gym? I need to make sure I, like me personally, I'm going to make sure I incorporate this into how can we turn this into like a forever, forever thing? Yeah. Because like I say, you're not going to be a player forever, nor should you want to be one, but you want to be able to live forever. What we know health. is health is wealth, right? We know this. So I don't think anybody who's listening to this even right now is like, you know what? I do not want to be healthy. I hope that my stomach hurts me today. No one feels that way. You want to be the best version of yourself. And that means putting the best possible foods into your system. Yeah. Um, and making the conscious ch choice not to just go through the drive through because it's a quick fix. You're not going to feel good afterwards, depending on what you're eating and where you're going. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, <clears throat> I forgot who was it. Um, actually, one of my colleagues told me about it. He did. He read like a, he watched a show or whatever and had like two professional athletes mm -hmm. and they played the same position, same body physique, same height, same age. They were just basically identical I, in regards to just their building, their ability. And it, and they actually, I forgot which professional like football player, they asked him a question of, you know, he, 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 he used this model to say, what, what would be the difference between if these two players had the same exact ability and skill set, what would be the difference that would help one to excel more than the other? They have the same training, same everything, and it's their nutrition. It is literally their nutrition because if you are optimizing how your body is fueled through your food, that's going to allow your body to be optimized in everything from your cardiovascular system to your power, to your speed, to your strength, to your, Absolutely. your you know, to your agility. And like that's the defining um, difference between the two. Um, and I think that's something that we have not been taught, but we're also now we're bringing it to the next generation. But even now, I have to think beyond that. I think beyond like, yes. What's going to help you be the best mother? What's going to be help you to be the best father, sister, caregiver? You have to, that's going to be the defining difference. You know, so I think like you said, as your messaging, as you are going to incorporate some of these things into your next season, like people, you know, you can't make people, you can only influence them and empower them to choose for themselves. But the more they hear all of these people and organizations that they respect on the same team, it's going to get them to thinking. I think what I find fascinating is there there is no one size fits all, right? Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to your health and just what you're putting in your body. And it's customized to us individually. And it really is different for us, especially as women. Um, I know a couple of my uh, my male counterparts that will eat the same thing. I know if oh, I yeah, keep that same schedule, I will not look like him <laughs> in 30 days. Yeah. And so it, it's really changing, you know, what your build is, how your metabolism works. And all of those things and being conscious and knowing your body. Um, and I think that's, that's like cool of like learning yourself. It is. It really is. And you'd be amazed when you pay attention. You, when you start, when you're able to pay attention, if something, you just had a little bit too much than you needed or why did my stomach hurt after I eat that three cupcakes? Like it's also it's, accepting it's some of the things you already know. For example, I am lactose intolerant. Why I love ice cream and cheese as much as I do, I don't know. <laughs> but I have to be more responsible to not putting those things in my body because it hurts me. Yeah. Um, and so some of the things we already know that we know aren't good for us, but it's having the self-discipline to not do it. I'll say this because we're getting close to the end, but I, but I always tell people to stand up for your for your for your gut for your body and the reason i say stand up for your body or, or be the be the spokesman for your body is because it's really the tongue versus the body 
our tongue, our mind, we want, want this. It tastes so good. This two by three piece of uh, muscle in your mouth, <laughs> that's the corporate of a lot of things because it gives, what, two or three minutes of pleasure from the taste, and then our body has to deal with whatever we give it. So I say a lot of times when we're thinking about what, you know, what should we eat or how should we do it, we have to speak up for our body because our body is just subjected to whatever we give it, just period. And so that's why if we keep giving our body, it may be the best thing in the world, but the worst for our body, and we keep, you know, kind of compromising, our body can only work with crap and it breaks down. It breaks down. But we start thinking about, okay, I do want something good on the tongue, but I also want something that's good in for my system. Yeah. And finding your hat, finding your balance with that and be able to feel good about knowing you're giving your body the best so it can give you the best. It's just to me, it's just so simple. I, I love that, uh, <laughs> especially as we've all started this new theme for 2020 of being the best version of yourself. And it's a life model that I continue yeah. to go with. Um, it's it's really and you've heard this, like if better is possible, then good is not enough. Right. So I know that I can I can make a conscious decision today of what I'm going to put in my mouth for lunch and what am I going to eat for dinner and then how am I going to prepare for the next week and I'm actually I kind of kid because I go on a lot of diets and my friends will mess with me for uh, those who are possibly healthier than me (laughs) Um, and I said you know what I'm not proving this to you I'm proving this to me Uh, and there is nothing worse than letting yourself down Um, like I don't need to hear from anybody else when you're disappointed in you it's like oh my gosh Kalia do better you know I know I can do better and that's something that I'm really I want to I want to build in a part of my lifestyle in terms of what I'm putting in my body but it takes professionals to help you guide you along the way and uh, that accountability partner that allows you to operate in a space of being able to be the best version of yourself yeah just be your navigation system, but you're the one making the turns and making the stop. Yes. You know? um, so <laughs> we were we were in the beginning of the show. We were talking about there's something that we want to kind of like let everybody know about. I'm super excited to just be in it. Um, but um, a couple of weeks ago, Kalia and I had a conversation, um, and we she as she's building her team um, as far as her players and building her team around her players. Um, she wants to make sure her players are given the best service that they can have within St. Louis. Uh, so I'll let Kalia be the person that says it because you know, she may say it. It was crazy. Me. I was thinking about, <laughs> man, like who's the best sports nutritionist that I know? Who's just an incredible powerhouse that's making moves within our city? And so we are so very fortunate and grateful to have Rashonda, a yes. part of our official roster of 2020. Yes. Um, really being able to uh, to navigate us on this journey of living our best lives, really building. So I think everyone should anticipate a healthier St. Louis surge all the way around because we've simply never had a partnership like this. So this gives us uh, a ton of value Mm -hmm. that will not only extend to this season, but how we continue to live our lives uh, for a very long time. Yep. Well, I look forward to serving and working with your players and working with the team and just being that component that can be what, it can be that missing piece that just continues to help you guys to just flourish in your in your season, but also in for these women's lives. So I am super uberly looking forward to it. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes. Um, so before we uh, close out, um, by the time anyone hears this and sees this, it will not be time for the season to start. 
But I do want to give people a heads up to when to expect uh, the, when it's for the season to start. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, what other ways can they con continue to engage with you guys? Is there any social media platforms? And how can they continue to learn and know about the surge? Absolutely. We are surging through the community year round. So for those who are listening in and being like, whoa, this is the first time I knew that we had a professional basketball team in St. Louis. Or I've been to a game and I want to I know what more. Uh, is upcoming in the near future. Go to stlsurgebasketball.com. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at stlsurge, uh, and truly stay plugged in um, because you know we are surging in the community. We are that positive energy uh, that happens to be a professional basketball team. So uh, the more fans that we continue to build here in 2020 uh, and beyond, uh, you're you're going to be grateful that you're a surge fan all the way around. Great. And do you, have you guys had the schedule out yet or it will be too? Stay to tuned oh, okay. for the search schedule. So uh, that's a perfect reason for you to visit uh, our website at stlsurgebasketball.com. Not only learn about the players, but see the team behind the team and uh, how we're making this all possible. Yes. Well, Khalil, again, thank you for coming this morning or this afternoon. Um, I am glad we had the opportunity to just dig in a little bit deeper about what the search represents and what they're here for. And also the, the, the woman behind the scenes. So thank I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to the season. I will be there in my search attire, <laughs> but I'll be, um, be there with the team, the team behind the team. So um, for all those out there in the St. Louis area, if you have... Um, a need and a want to see some great basketball or just be a part of a community that's about helping others. Not just follow them in their games, but just see what they're doing in the community and maybe be out there and be, be able to work with them as well. I'm sure they'll come with open arms. Uh, St. Louis Search Women's Professional Basketball Team here in St. Louis for 2020. Um, I want to say just give a shout out to them. Good luck to all the players and I know that they'll do well this year. So again, Rashonda Thornton, dietitian against diets. And I will say this and I will continue to say this. It's not about going against diets. It's about going against the diet mentality and finding ways to re, um, folk, re, re, what can I say? Reposition. That's one thing Khalil was saying, but just change your mindset and change the way you interact with what you put in your body and start making choice out of self-care and self-love. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Kalia. She has a way of building something small to something great. Um, not only she's passionate about it, but she is headstrong on making experience and what the idea of women's basketball is for people in the St. Louis area. So as the season is approaching, please go out there and support St. Louis Surge Women's Basketball Team. And speaking of support, there are a lot of companies that supported these efforts for this podcast show. So I want to um, recognize them. One in particular is Green Bean Delivery. Green Bean Delivery is an online grocery store, I call it, because you can go on there and select any type of grocery that you want. It's, it's at least 20 different categories. And within those categories, you will find a variety of different products. So you won't uh, feel that you're that you don't have many options because you will have a lot but it gives you an opportunity to really kind of scroll through look at products see products products that you may have never seen before and be able to try them out anything from fresh to frozen to uh, organic to local to regional food products they have it for you go to the website and take advantage of the 20 percent discount if you type in better vessel b-e-t-t-e-r B-E-S-S-E-L, on your first three orders. No commitment, no subscription, just good food. Or watch them, not watch, but follow them on Instagram at 
green bean delivery. Here in St. Louis, we have a lot of local companies and one unique one is Local Harvest. They are a corner store grocery store. They're tucked in um, the Power Grove area, uh, but if you go in there, it is a jewel. When I say jewel, they have a conglomeration of varieties of food products that's all centered around health and they're all local products. So when I went in there, I was amazed, I was impressed. I was definitely know if I live in that area, that's where I'll be walking to and going to on a regular basis. They're all about sustainability. They encourage you to bring your own bags and they encourage you also to bring your own jars, jars if there's something that you've had gotten there prior and coming back for a refill. So go to, J go to localharvest.com uh, and you will get more information about their grocery store or just find them on Instagram at localharveststl. Janie's Mill is a company here in St. Louis as well. This company, Mills, it's Janie's Mill, but it's Mills. It's a company that has bakery goods from any baking goods, that, any baking products that you want to make. If you're in the mood for cornbread, you're in the mood for waffles, you're in the mood for dinner rolls, or just like different unique ways of making your breads, they have a variety of different flours, different grains that you can select and not have to worry about if it's processed over or if there's any preservatives in it. They're all big about nutritious foods. And so the, even the way that they process it, their, their grains, make sure that the nutrition and the flavor is still intact. So go to their website, select some of their products at janusmill.com or go to Instagram and see how they have taken bread pictures into a whole nother level. It makes you really appreciate um, baking products when you watch how they um, present themselves on Instagram. So follow them on Janie's Mill and you would be amazed. So I thank Kalia for coming. I know that she's on big things and she's only wanting to continue to do more. I hope that you guys take advantage and bring your kids out and support the St. Louis Surge Women basketball team. So until next time guys, I look forward to coming back to you and telling you how I look at nutrition and how I would want to empower you to start seeing things differently so you can start acting differently and start appreciating foods on a different level. The Dietitian Against Diets podcast. Thank you.